Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 100 the sports betting network. NFL draft right here in Vegas. We'll have extensive coverage, including mock drafts, drafts from humans. Lombardi will give his analysis. Mike Pritchard, former first-round pick, Sean King, Super Bowl winning champion, will give the insight on who to bet on and what they're hearing. Also, legendary sports broadcaster and voice of the Raiders, Brent Musburger. We'll give out his draft best bets in our NFL draft betting guide. Sign up today, get full access to VEASAN through the NFL draft. Only $19 at VEASAN.com slash draft. Okay, so we will ask you the question on a betting network. If you did not have Scotty Scheffler this weekend, did you still enjoy the Masters? I'm going to guess this is going to be 50-50. Yeah. A lot of people are going to say, no, it was terrible because he had that big lead for... Pretty much, what, right. three-quarters of the event? And that's my answer. I will agree. That was an uh, incredible job again. He goes win, top 10, win, tied for 55th, win, and win. Now, it got a little hairy there early, but the uh, the oh, shot did. on three was was enormous. He got down, he was as low as a dollar thirty in play when he had the one-shot lead, and Cam looked like he was making a charge. He did. But then, just pulling away late. And I, there was also the, how it was Friday. I mean, you're thinking, oh, all these guys are struggling Friday, and we have, I don't know, 15 
20 guys within a couple shots of the lead, except this guy, who then was phenomenal and had the five-shot lead, which then became Saturday where all the books put up the yes-no on the guy because he had a five-shot Already lead. on Saturday. Yes. Not Sunday. Saturday was the yes-no on him. Right. Okay. So, But it also it was hairy for a minute late once Rory chipped in to go to 7-under and he gave one back to get to 10. You're like, okay, well, he's got, at that point, what, 14, 14, 15, 16, I think, still coming up? And that can be a hound's breakfast for anybody? Mm. But he survived that. What a job by Rory. Oh, to get back in. Yeah, eight but, under, come hey, all the way back. and yeah. yeah, this is not me. It, doesn't, it could be whatever, but this is the, the narrative from plenty of people out there. Nobody in the world plays better when they have no chance That's to right. win. That's right. Oh, absolutely. Mm. He's Sammy Sosa. Yeah. He'll go deep when it's eight to two in the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly who he is. Yep. Yeah, so you could bank on that being there on Sunday for him to make a late charge when he has actually no chance to win. Yes. Or very small chance to win. And yeah. then, but some of the bad beats that took place then. Okay, so his Scheffler's, what, four putt on 18? So the closing, like, round, right, the winning round of the tournament was 277.5, I believe. So it was 11 under. So he's sitting there on 12 under, goes double bogey. So that's a bad beat, uh-huh. if you bet that. <laughs> um Rory to chip in the best score in the tournament was sixty four and a half. So he Lowest posted, round, a, yeah. yeah, he posted a sixty four. You believe that he no. gets there because of that shot? Yep. But then this is way under the radar. Uh, DJ bogeyed eighteen, so that dropped him out of the top ten. So those bets were trashed. But also another one. That means that uh, Charles Schwartz uh, won best score by a previous winner. Yes. He overtook DJ when DJ bogeyed 18. and uh, 13 to 15 to 1 range. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. And he gets top 10 as a result of that, too. Yeah, everything came in with that. A lot decided. A big swing there on that on that bogey for DJ. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like the Max Homa tweet. If you're going to four putt to win the Masters by three, you might as well six putt just to say you did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is good. Uh, yep. And this is a, a tweet from... P- no, go, go ahead, ahead. PGA Tour Communications, did you see this? Players to win four times in a PGA Tour season, including a major and a World Golf Championship event. Well, Scotty just pulled it off. Who else did it? Tiger in 08, 07, 06, 05, 2002, 2001, 2019, 99. That's it. That's the company he's in. Like, nobody's... DJ had an incredible 2020 after the comeback when we were all shut down. Dustin Johnson was incredible. Like, John Rahm's power rating has been to the moon for like three years now. John Rahm's never done anything close to what Scheffler's in the middle of right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are people going to have the same same conviction towards Scheffler that they've had for three years now about John Rahm? I'd like to see that. That's right. This is this is historic what he's doing. Yep. Yep. Every event, John yep. Rahm. Hey, he's 6-1. to one. He's 8-1. to one. He's 10-1. to one. Yep. How about you win some more? Yep. How about uh, Cam Smith, too? I mean, I would say he didn't play well and still finished tied for third. Oh, yeah. The side, so the, a very uh, poor performance Friday. That surprised me. Mm-hmm. 68, 74, 68, and a 73. Uh, I know we'd like to have Friday back. And a lot of, well, a lot of shots yesterday, too. The hole in one cashed again. He got that out of the way early. Right. With sink. So that cashed. We didn't have that uh, highest round cash either. Uh, it looked like Lyle had a chance to get there Thursday and then an amateur on Friday. No one blew up like I thought would happen. That didn't get there. Um, but this was, uh, and then Tiger, good job by humans pointing out, yes, I think he'll make the cut. But then you saw the cold weather, the low temps on Saturday, and uh, Tiger imploded over the weekend. Now, it's so incredible that he finished. So his landing spot, the 
Finishing position for Tiger opened up 34 and a half, closed at 57 and a half, and he finished 47th. But it was good to see him out yeah. there. He acknowledged sure. it. He said he's yep. going to play at the Open, mm-hmm. right? Not uh, sure about the PGA. Right? Probably going to take the PGA off. Okay. Or unsure about it at this point. But it was great to have him back and watch him, no doubt. And uh, no, you're right. That was exactly what Ewan's called on this network. Is that going to play well for the first couple of days, and then it's going to fall apart? And that's kind of what happened for him. But I guess my biggest takeaway is, and I do this anyway all the time, like looking ahead for futures in every sport, but including golf and guys are playing well. I mean, I, I spent the entire spring and the winter shopping around for Masters Futures, and it paid off this year as I got uh, Scotty Scheffler 40-1 to 1 back on March 6th, and that came in. So that was a good one. Yep. Um, yep. I would not have bet him at 15-1 to 1 this week. I would not have. Yeah. But 40, I was happy to have that one in pocket. Mm-hmm. I said that Thursday, Friday on the show, who's going to screw this up? Because I had like eight guys in the top ten. And then, there, well, here's Scheffler. There you go. Because uh-huh. he takes over. The other thing, it is an excellent job. He's a good guy, and I think he has 11 or 12 winners since the restart. I think what you said Friday is uh, makes sense. Uh, and we kid a little bit. We have to have an intervention with Jeff Seeley. Uh, this Kep- Kepka, come on now. Miss it. What was that? Four to oh. one to miss the cut. A lot of big names missed the cut. Oh, no doubt. But that was, uh, you know, I, I just. I'm going to need. Kepka's got to prove it to me. Yeah. Before uh, uh, he's... Again, he's going to have to do that. Yep. Uh, put it this way. I mean, I am completely off betting him right now, unless the numbers just make too much sense. Like if they, for like the PGA coming up, if he's 18 to one or 20 to one, I won't even give him a consideration at that number. Um, he yeah. has to drop significantly. There was an event that uh, I'm, I'm blanking now because we've had so many. It could have been match play. You know, it was before that. I think he was 48 to one. I bet him at 48 to one. Didn't win it. Like I would consider him in that range, but at 20 to one, I, I, I don't want to hear with him right now. Yeah, I can't. Uh huh. He was awful. And I mean, this is again Scheffler's run right now is he's by far and away the hottest guy in the entire planet. He was two under right away as well. And then shoot 75 and yeah. 75. I, I said this multiple times last week. Uh, I didn't even like my Scheffler ticket at 40. I like the number, but I didn't think it was sustainable for a guy to be to continue playing like this. Right. You know, in every tournament? Well, every, yes. We, uh, yes. Right. yes. Four of the six. Spieth, Kepka, Shoffley, Woodland all missed the cut. And uh, but, uh, Kepka, there was just nothing there. After the, after no. the, the 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 hot the early start, and that, that was the end of that. So My God, we, so, how about the, how about the shambo? How about how about how bad, how bad was the shambo? Oh God! Well, I was glad to see that for various reasons. Oh, betting, betting purposes, uh, number one. Larry Mize beat him. Yes, he did. He shot an eighty on mm-hmm. Friday. Mm-hmm. The shambo. Holy cow! Pathetic. So, what was your weekend like then? If you uh. For a person that did not have Scheffler in pocket, did you bet any in play on him? Did you? Yes, well, yes, I had to do that. You had to do that because you had yeah, so many guys near yeah. the top that well, could have so it off. Yeah, so from an entertainment standpoint, you're waiting for this all year. You don't want it to be over after two days. Right. You think we got the yes-no prop up, and he's got a five-shot lead going into Saturday. Well, i got to be uh, honest. Like, How often is the Masters like unwatchable? Yeah. It's, well, there's also a lot of other things going on. I was in the incredible blackjack tournament. Here yesterday, but then the, the, how the NBA finished up. Well, that, too. like that M- was, MLB should have had opening right. day today. Right. We, we knew MLB. that. I mean, going back to last week. Yep. Right. But you had that as well. You had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. You had an incredible UFC card. That's right. That was also a monster. All, all in one weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. But, um, no, I'll just say it's unfortunate. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if you had them, you loved it. If you didn't have them, you're like, come on. That, that, Did someone make a run here and we got, you had a little bit of juice on Sunday. 
and then order was restored quickly and uh, and Cam imploded. My two best outcomes for the entire tournament in in the outrights were uh, Scheffler at forty to one and Cam Smith at thirty three to one. My two best possible outcomes, and I'm sitting, I'm holding those guys all weekend, and then Rory make, made the push, but I'm like, I, I'm looking. That, that, how often is that going to happen? Rarely, if ever. Where you don't have to sweat it out. All, every single golf tournament comes down to like a, almost, are we going to have a playoff? Mm-hmm. How many guys are going to be in it? Is the guy going to actually hold on by one stroke to win? Uh, it doesn't pull away. And every Masters, every single year plays out like it's unbelievable television. But he's just scorching hot right now. Any questions about what he's going to get with the menu next year? Do we know what he likes? From Texas? Who did he go with, huh? Get, maybe guess a little barbecue action? I think so. Is that what you think? Yeah. Okay. I make that the favorite. All right. FTM at vcin.com is the email. On Twitter, at vcin live at Mitch Moss Radio at Paulie Howard. If you did not hold a ticket on Scotty Scheffler, did you enjoy the Masters? Um, up next, we will recap all of the betting action from the weekend with win some, lose some here on vcin. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season. 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, advice, data, strategy, only $19. Our all-digital di- MLB guide at v available now. Sign up today. Get full access to v through the NFL draft. Only $19. v Slash draft. Let's begin this hour talking about the NBA, uh, all the news that came in yesterday, the playing games and uh, the series and the matchups that we have as well as uh, Coach David Thorpe joins the program now. Truehoop.com. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm doing great. This is the busiest week of my year every year, but it's fun. Oh, well, we appreciate the time. No doubt. Okay, so let's begin all the news that we had yesterday. Uh, what are you hearing this morning with Luka Doncic, it came down last night, obviously had the cap strain late in the game against the Spurs. And I know people have been going back to look at the average cap strain for the NBA player this year. The average amount of days missed has been about 16. If that's the case, I mean, well, good luck against Utah. But what are you hearing with Luka? Can he maybe come back for this series? I mean, I'm not a reporter that way. As you guys know, I'm an analyst, so I really focus on what's on the line, uh, between the lines. But... I know what I read, which was there was reason for optimism. Uh, calf strains are, you know, it's not like a broken bone where you, you can really have degrees, although I guess there's some degrees in a, in a fracture too. But um, I, I, it's poss- they, they seem to be optimistic. I don't know why. Uh, you know, knowing him, he's going to want to play no matter what. It does impact his, his level of fitness in terms of preparation. I mean, he's got a week here where if he wasn't injured, he would be as fit as you could ever want him to be. And now we don't know. So it's it's a concern. Can they beat Utah without him? No chance. No chance? Oh. No, I don't think there's any chance. Uh, uh, you're talking about one of the best five, six, seven players, you know, in the world and and incredible in the postseason, an incredible uh, advantage by the team that has him. Uh, and Utah is... As as broken as Utah seems to be, they're not that broke. 
I'd, I don't think Dallas would have a chance without Luka. Okay, but if Luka comes back and they were able to beat Utah, right, with him healthy, they could absolutely give the Suns a run for their money in the second round. Yeah, like I was telling you guys off there. Uh, first of all, I think if, if healthy, I would have picked them to beat Utah. And um, because I think the Jazz are kind of ripe for change now. They just it's going in that direction. And Luca is not someone you want to get healthy against. He's he's that good Uh, because he's so special and so good in the playoffs and not just here, but in Europe, too, as we know. Uh, And the way that team has kind of gelled offensively was with Dinwiddie and late in the games. You know, they they went from being one of the worst clutch teams to maybe the best clutch team uh, with Spencer and with a healthy and fit Luca. Uh, but I still think Phoenix would have a, a huge advantage. It's mitigated some because Phoenix is so good late game because of Chris Paul uh, and their experience. They've just been together for so, you know, these last two years seems like it's been 10, but Luca counteracts that. So yeah, I think it'd be a great six or seven game series. And if Phoenix didn't play well, they could lose, but I would still favor them to win. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we don't know what uh, the status will be with Luca coming up, but we do know the status yeah. with Thibault. So how big of a loss is this that Thibel will not be able to play in Toronto? I think it's a really big deal. Uh, Siakam has been an all-NBA level player the last, you know, maybe 60% of the season. He's really just been devastating people. And Thibel is, you know, Drew Holiday is probably the best perimeter defender in the, in the world at the guard position. Thibel might be that guy on the wing. He's that good. And not that I think he'd be, you know, able to, to completely shut down Siakam in the way the Raptors play, but he would go a long way towards quieting him to the point where uh, the Sixers would have an advantage. You know, Harden and Embiid together are still an incredible duo, one of the one of the best duos in the league. Uh, but depth is an issue. They have depth at, at backup center. You know, we don't really know what they're going to do, and nothing's worked so far, which was a problem three years ago when Embiid sat. So Thibault just is an, an important, you know, he wing player, but he's an important rotation player. And uh, and then also every t- every game you play against a, an expert winner like Siakam and a producer is you're you're learning new things about how better to guard him for the next game and the next game and and so while Thibault will benefit from resting for you know five days which is great he'll also lose the opportunity to gain even more of a knowledge about Siakam who's going to do well against their backups when he's not in and uh, that series looked if indeed uh, we'll see what happens but I, I'm guessing. It's going to be a six or seven game series, and I I may be favoring Toronto, but I haven't done my deep dive on it yet. I was going to sure. say you're going to have a full week now to break that series down. That's a great point, yeah. by the way, what you just said about playing against him, and he can like learn the nuances when he's on the court. It's something yeah. that a, a coach like yourself would pick up on for sure. Yeah, it's just you you every game is it helps you inform not just your next workout, but your plan, like your strategy, and oh, this was real successful, uh-huh. and it's like playing poker with the same people all the time. You kind of learn their tells. Uh, Thibault mm-hmm. isn't just an athlete. He's a brilliant defensive player overall, and he's going to lose that advantage. Uh, and and Pascal is going to gain more confidence, potentially. Those first two games in Philly are huge because if they're able to take even one, it's, it's the same old story. They're going to be able to play both those games in Toronto without Thibault, and that, they could go up 3-1. That's the fear for Philadelphia, for sure. Yeah, I know you're not a reporter, as you said, but you know so many guys in the league uh, and so many coaches. What, what are you hearing on Curry? If he's close to 100%, I know Kerr said something about game one. Simmons might come back, and can any of these these two guys come back for Denver? So I don't know about coming back. I will tell you that I don't think it's so easy just to come back when you've been out 
a while. I think in Curry's case, he'll be fine. Okay. Uh, we've seen with Norman Powell, we've seen with Paul George in LA, those guys were out a, a good period of time, but they, they played this year and they, and they looked like they picked up where they would, where they kind of left off. Right. I mean, uh, Ben Simmons, uh, I've been, I've been a proponent. I've been on Ben's side to some degree to his whole career, uh, missing an entire season, knowing what happened last time. I certainly would not think we're going to see a great Ben Simmons mm-hmm. in in the playoffs. And then same thing with MPJ basically missed the year. I think he played nine games and he wasn't good. Uh, and of course, Murray's missed all of it. It takes with Murray's injury, especially it just it's wrong to assume he'll, either will come back rolling. Uh, it's great having Jokic because he makes their job easier, but you still have to reform. You have to finish and you've got to defend. Let's not forget that. I, I think in in those three cases, Ben Simmons and the two Nuggets guys, it's it's wrong. It's naive to think that they're going to come back really good. They've just been out for too long. It's a hard it's a hard lead. You don't just come back right away yeah. and win a NASCAR race. You know. Yeah, well said. Follow the money here on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. The coach David Thorpe, our guest, TrueHoop.com. What is your level of confidence in the Lakers organization uh, hitting it out of the park with their next head coach? And they still have LeBron, and if Davis can ever be healthy, but your level of confidence as well, like building the right pieces around those two moving forward. I, I have zero confidence in what they're doing. Absolutely zero. Um, it is not a wise strategy to, to build around old people when your best player is LeBron James at 37, and your second best player is what's, what clearly now is a we can we call him a, a somewhat fragile, if not very fragile, Anthony Davis. I'm not mad at Anthony Davis. It's some sometimes skeletons just don't cooperate when you put on muscle and run around for 82 games, or in his case, not even close to that, and things break down. I don't think he's weak or soft, nothing like that. It's just bad luck, but that's the way luck is. Uh, they should have uh, obviously Kendrick Nunn was bad luck. Malik Monk worked out fine. Russell Westbrook was a disaster, and I don't think that gets easier. They should have just surrounded those two guys with really young, athletic guys and coached them up. Frank Vogel's a hell of a coach. He's probably gone. Uh, LeBron and AD would help those guys hugely. Instead, they pivoted the other way. A couple of young guys, mostly old guys. And uh, it's it's just LeBron, you know, it is a myth. And I've said this probably on the show before, but I've said another podcast. Uh, people think he, he, they, they make the comment he makes everyone better as if that's true. It's just not true. He makes some players better. But there's a long line of guys who include a bunch of guys in L.A. this year and guys that were in L.A. and no longer are there that are prospering elsewhere that uh, did not do so great when he was there. So uh, he he is amazing, best player of all time, probably, but not the easiest guy to play with. And 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 he doesn't want young guys. He doesn't like foolery. He doesn't like Tom foolery. Right. (laughs) He is OCD. He wants to know every little thing that's going on at all times is professional. And and so you get all these veterans in, and it it just it's a, it's it's you take a flamethrower to the place because uh, it's not working how it is now. And I think they're going to make big changes, but keep those two guys. But I think the mission is going to be the same: find a bunch of old guys and hope LeBron and AD stay healthy. And that's just not a good strategy. So you think that he he finishes his career in LA? Oh, that I don't know. I think I think now he's got to kind of look at one year at a time because of what he said about his son, who mm-hmm. is a really talented player. Uh, so I I don't know that you're going to see long term deals from him anymore. Although we, as we've seen, uh, these guys can always get traded wherever they want to get traded to. I mean, with James Harden showed, mm-hmm. if they want to get a deal done, they'll get a deal done. So he's got so much power 
who nobody wouldn't trade for him, knowing what it'll mean to their personal finances. So uh, I, I don't think anything long term is wise because he'll bail if things aren't looking good. He, he wants to try to compete again, not make it even play in to me, cement it, his legacy of I've got to make sure every year from now on, I got to be on a postseason level team. Yeah. You grew up a Lakers fan going all the way back to when? Early 80s? Uh, Norm Nixon was my favorite player. So okay. in the 79-80 season, when I was 14 years old, uh, Magic was there as a rookie. And so I've been rooting for them since 79-80. I don't know anymore, but I did as a child through college for sure. Well, as somebody, we have like 20, 30 seconds in this segment, but as someone who's followed them your whole life, worst season ever for the organization? That you I mean, they, they, they had some bad runs with Kobe too. They did for sure. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's. It, I know this. At least the expect. I thought they'd win 50 games regular season and struggle in the postseason. Uh, and so I was wrong because of what happened with injuries yeah. and whatever, and none never came. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not wrong to say it's it's about as disastrous based on expectations yeah. as they've ever had. Yeah. yeah, 16 to one to miss the to playoffs. miss the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the coach David Thorpe. He's going to hang out for one more segment with us here and follow the money. Which match uh, matchups does he like or love? that are already set in the playoffs. We'll talk about the play-in games as well coming up next. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Conquer the competition for cash with the Northman Clash on the Ice Challenge. Join two free-to-play pools and compete for your share of $10,000 in total cash prizes. With your hockey predictions, head to DraftKings.com Slash the Northman now to join the action. The Northman in theaters April 22nd. DraftKings.com for details. Another segment with the coach David Thorpe at Coach Thorpe on Twitter. I subscribe to True Hoop. You should as well. He's with TrueHoop.com. Adams, we we start the uh, the play-in round tomorrow. First game with the Nets and the Cavs. Adam Silver said they're, they're looking at tweaking it. Well, what would you change? And I feel bad here. Well, they, I know they should win. But Minnesota in the play-in is 10 and 12 games better than New Orleans and San Antonio. New Orleans is 10 games under 500. San Antonio is 14 games under 500. Minnesota's 10 games over 500. And I know in the bubble they had that rule where you had to be within six games or you weren't eligible. What do you? What would you tweak if you were in charge here? I would probably look at it both ways. I would say if you if you are above. The other, the other, you know, eight, nine, ten, whatever, or really just the eight. If you're the seventh seed above the eight seed by, call it five games, and make pick some number, uh, then you're cemented. And so, what you really the play-in should be for those teams that are just within a couple, maybe three, four games of each other. Yes. And and you realize over the course of a season, especially with all the COVID we've had, it's been such a crazy year. But even even going forward, if we can ever get through the pandemic fully, uh, you know, within four games of each other play off against each other to qualify, but let's not, let's not punish a team that, that any other year would before this rule would easily make the postseason, And it's considerably better than the other teams. Even if all these teams are above 500, we still should be rewarding teams that outplay the others by a significant margin and not pulling them back into the play and force them to win a game of two. It seems unfair, especially when they have to go up against a two seed in the case of Minnesota, should they get by uh, the Clippers? They, you know, they got to play uh, Memphis. So it's not, nothing easy. No. You know what it feels like? Almost a little bit like March Madness. When you have like a 3 versus a 14 or a 2 versus a 15 almost now in the play-in. And let's say the T-Wolves have a cold shooting night. Oh, oh okay. Could Season could be over with already. Someone could get hurt, something, anything. Yeah. Fluke, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Right. Uh, what do you think of the Nets now? 
all, all kinds of issues defensively. Who can step up if Kyrie has an off game or Durant isn't Superman and, and now the Cavs getting healthy here? Or do you think the, the Nets win at home and, and move on to take on Boston? Hard to bet on a team like that. They can be so bad defensively, but it's also it's harder to bet on. Uh, I, I'm using the word bad. I'm not even thinking about who I'm talking to. It's it's hard to trust Cleveland, uh, who's never done anything like this before. I mean, Jared Allen had a little mm-hmm. taste. Um, and, you know, Durant kind of wrote the book on being great in the postseason the last 20, last 15 <laughs> years. So I, I think that, uh, you know, it, Durant kind of can always be Superman. It's really, he's really that special. And uh, and Kyrie certainly is more up and down. Uh, I do think any game Brooklyn plays can be competitive. I don't trust them longer term. I would trust them more in the shorter term just to get to uh, the, the playoffs. And then after that, I, I don't think I'll pick them. But I do think they'll get by this first game. And uh, But I mean, it, it's in any one game, if you guys are some of the NCAA tournament, this is what Adam Silver wants. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it isn't necessarily rewarding who the best team is over the course of a period of time. This is why March Madness is what it is. It's the, it's the magic of one game, the upsets happening, and and there's no question Brooklyn could lose a game. Uh, they don't guard. They're just they're, they were guarding early this season. It's been gone for a while. That's where Ben Simmons could really help mm-hmm. uh, if they didn't ask him to do anything offensively, just because he's been out for so long. But even defensively, that there's a there's a timing, there's a feel for defense that I don't think he can capture on day one. I think he'd be disaster defensively in one game after missing a whole season. I just, I don't, my experience guys does not tell me you play well game one on defense. And especially if it's a postseason game, I think, I think it's almost like jumping on a freeway when you haven't driven in a long time. It, it's everything's going to go a little fast for you and you're going to be uncomfortable or you're going to get in a car wreck fast. Nothing, neither, neither is good for Brooklyn. Is there a matchup that you like a lot? In the playing games? Oh, I mean, the Minnesota Clippers is really interesting because of, you know, Pat Bev uh, uh, being such an integral force in Minnesota. He's really connected. I think he loves his old Clippers teammates. Uh, the Paul George, Norman Powell combination being back to me is intriguing. Carl Anthony Towns is, you know, I, I tweeted after two or three games his rookie year that I thought he had higher upside than Anthony Davis. And I love Anthony Davis, but people really trashed me for that. Maybe I'm so stupid for having written that a long time ago, but he's the best shooting big maybe of all time behind Dirk, certainly the best American shooting big. And uh, it's time for him. Time for him to show he can be a two-way player, uh, get things done defensively. Anthony Edwards is such a delightful guy to watch and and cheer for. Uh, And Ty Lue has become one of my two or three favorite coaches in the world. Uh, He'll try anything. Terrence Mann's one of my all-time favorite uh, players now in the pros. I loved him when he wasn't playing and didn't understand why Doc wouldn't play him. Ty Lue's really kind of embraced him. We saw what he did in that one game against Utah. They're an intriguing team, so I I love that game. Okay. How about some first-round matchups that are set in stone already? It's unfortunate. Uh, I was high on the Bulls before the season started, uh, but so many injuries, Coach, and so much to deal with throughout the entire year. How many games can they take against the Bucs? Yeah, they might get swept. They've really been bad. They've been, they've been really bad, um, but the Sixers-Raptors series is just going to be uh, must-watch games, I think. Uh, I really feel like uh, the Warriors-Nuggets and Sixers-Raptors, can. We're, just, we're talking about such different styles, so much talent. 
Um, if Steph, let's hopeful, let's be hopeful that he can play well. Golden State kind of looks like they should get back defensively with Draymond hitting his thing, but then you deal with Jokic and the Nuggets are certainly flawed without Murray and and uh, MPJ. But I, I think Jokic is the best player in the world. Uh, although Giannis made a hell of a run late, Embiid's been amazing too. I still I think the MVP should be Jokic and 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 Denver is a team that we've seen in the postseason for years now, for a couple of years, not be an easy team to knock out, even with the injuries they've had, because I think Jokic is that good. And Malone does have them. They really compete at a very, very high level and and don't quit. They just kind of believe in themselves and it helps to have the Jokic to do that. So I think it's a great series, too. Yeah. I mean, I know Clay's been red hot down the stretch here for the Warriors, but if Steph is like if he can't go or the injury still is going to impact his game. I mean, clearly, to your point, and you've talked about this so many times, Jokic is going to easily be the best player on the court for this seven-game series. Yeah, Steph has to be terrific for them to win the series. I mean, it, it, without a great Steph, it still can go six or seven games. Uh-huh. Draymond's such a force defensively, but it's not a great matchup for Golden State if Steph is off. If he's on, I think I think they'll be the better team, but... I don't know if it'll be on. I I, I, okay. I don't know. I don't know the latest on his health. It's a big deal because Jokic is just that good. He, you know, I talk about uh, uh, there are certain players that just make everything better for your team, not individually, but collectively. And that those are the guys that can impact the game both ways. They can help your team when your team is struggling to shoot, uh, which is such a big deal in the playoffs because people can take away your best actions. But you really can't do that against him. He's He's such a gifted passer. I've studied him a lot. Uh, just recently about his passing. I wrote an article about it the other day, uh, uh, what big men can do in this league. And he's just, he just makes everybody have an easier time to score. Uh, not a great rim protector, but a good paint protector. Uh, and, uh, but yet when, when Golden State's rolling, they can really, they can really shred uh, Denver's defense. You mentioned it's a crazy week for you. Busy time. Uh, what's going on at True Hoop and uh, where can we find your work this week? Yeah, so I'll do the low post pod uh, on this week. This uh, you know, we're on it Friday. I'm sure we'll we'll he'll publish it. And so all week long, I'm studying it. And so what we'll do is, as I study all these these series, I'll be posting on True Hoop what I'm finding, and I'll talk about it in more depth with with Zach and all the million pods I'll do this week, including our bringing in pod later today. We'll we'll, we'll air it this afternoon. Uh, just there's a lot going on, but we'll also I'll be looking at. Some of the we talked about some here, uh, things like the Lakers. What are they going to do in the offseason? Um, Christoph Porzingis, he looked okay in Washington. What does mm-hmm. that mean? Is, is he is he someone you can bank on? My answer is probably not, mm-hmm. but he definitely looked better on, on a terrible, terrible team. So I'll we'll look at some some big picture views of, of teams not in the Detroit looks like they might have something going on. Mm-hmm. I'll look at that, but mostly I'll be diving in on on these playoff matchups, the play-ins, as well as the, the first series and, and what should be as dramatic a postseason as we've ever seen. Totally agree. Yeah, For those of you who want more of uh, Coach Thorpe, uh, go to TrueHoop.com. And again, the podcast is called Bring It In. I uh, can't thank you enough for your time, Coach. Thanks so much today, and uh, have a good week. My pleasure. Talk to you guys later. Yeah, be good. Totally agree go. with them with the Minnesota thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, yep, yep. They're 14 games better, 12, excuse me, 12 games better than the Spurs. He said 14 games under 500. Yep, he said it's an easy fix. Yes, it is. 100%. If you're that many games above, you're automatically in the playoffs. Yep. And then you can have a, a fight for the eight. However else you want to do it. They should not have to go through this. Yeah. You're right, though. You could have a bad game, whatever. Of yeah. course. Yep. 
Up next, uh, early Major League Baseball observations and today's numbers on the card. Uh, don't don't let this get lost today. You know who is taking the mound, right? Well, we will uh, remind you of that coming up next. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Play-in round starts tomorrow. Playoffs start this weekend, and Bet Rivers has an incredible offer. Place a wager of $25 or more on any team to win the finals. You'll receive a $5 free bet for every series they win. Go to BetRivers.com to see the current odds and get your free bets. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so before the break, uh, I I teased that uh, you-know-who is uh, going today, making his first start of the year in Major League Baseball. And, Paulie, uh, it's not going to take long for the fine folks watching this show on Masson to realize who I'm talking about as the Twins are at home against the Mariners. And uh, for Seattle today, Flexen is going, but that's not who I'm talking about. It's his uh, opposition today. It's Dylan Bundy for the Twins. Should I remind people (laughs) of Dylan Bundy's work in the big leagues over the years? In 2017 with Baltimore, again, very promising prospect that came in. I mean, the numbers were just, it started to really get derailed, like in 2017, 2018. 2018, 5.45 with the ERA. The FIP was 5.17. XFIP, 4.28. 2019, 4.79 with the ERA. FIP and XFIP in the mid-fours. Then he went to Anaheim in the uh, pandemic season. And he was 6-3 and three overall, pitched 65 innings, pretty good. ERA, 3.29, FIP, XFIP, all solid. Then last year, when he went 2-9 and nine in 90 innings, it ballooned back up for career highs of 6.06 with the ERA. FIP, 5.51, XFIP, no good. Really got lit up the entire season. He's going today, and by the way, taking money from Minnesota. How about that? And Flexen was top 10 in ROI last year. Yep, Seattle trying to get three out of four here on the road. Uh Good start by Ray, Uh, but it's April. You're going to see a lot of weird stuff. I mean, I know maybe the Cubs can surprise a lot of people, but they beat Burns and Woodruff to start the season as well. Oh, and and got the Peralta yesterday. Yeah, it's right. right. A terrible start by the uh, top three guys for the Brewers. Yep, yep, but it's a long season. Um, You're going to see a lot of crazy stuff, especially early on. But, uh, yeah, I'm surprised with this price. And I, I think Seattle's, uh, what's the playoff drought, 2001? They're the sexy pick after winning 90 games and what you did right. in the offseason. But this is they got to end that drought to yeah. finally make the playoffs here. Well, well, this one's going the other way on me. Uh, I'm not getting good CLV on this one. I bet the Mariners are already at plus 115 today. And it's already at wow. plus 121 here at Circa. I would also, I mean, look, I mean, it's Dylan Bunny we're talking about here. You can find the Mariners team total first five over two and a half at plus 130. If it's the same old Dylan Bundy, who he's been pretty much his entire career, the Mariners can't get three runs in the first five innings against him. Of course they can. It's who he is. It's what he does. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams do that against him. Early and often. Get him out of the game. You like the Giants? I like, I lean the Giants. Overall Mart- on the year or today? No, today, sorry. Uh, because Martinez is going, and he was in Japan. And not that he was great anyways before he, he left the States. You took three out of four against the – how about that Diamondbacks lineup? Well, it was a good oh. it was a good start for the Friars. Yes. But mm-hmm. you also they, – they remember, Darvish no hit him through six. 
And the same thing happened with Manea. And a good job by Derek Stevens told the guys here, put up a prop with Musgrove ever no-no through five. Because yeah. they ain't got a hit off a starter yet. I think the first guy got a hit. But it was a creative prop. Very good. I like and, but that. It's like they haven't been able to do anything offensively against the, the Padres starters. So they take three out of four. Now they hit the road. Giants take two out of three against the Marlins. But I would trust Wood here. And the Giants, and I just, I don't know, I think they can get to Martinez. I like some of the reaction to his tweet, by the way. People are saying, <clears throat> you should post, will Team X have zero runs to the first five? That would be good. To bet on a team to get shut out in the first five. I like that idea. But, you know, again, like, you're right, it's, a- it's April, it's early, crazy things happen. Yeah. Look at the Guardians-Royals first two games of the series. Right. Nothing happened offensively. And the Guardians went for six in the first yesterday against the Royals, and it scored 17. Their most runs in like three years, I think. Blue Jays-Yankees. Big series, too. So In New York, though. What do you, what do you think of the number yeah, here? Yeah. Manoa is eight this morning. He is a slight favorite. Yeah. I would say a ton of runs. But I was surprised by how well Boston's pitching did. Oh, look at these uh, Blue Jays scores. Look, I'm right. Look, you're, you're exactly right. Look at these Blue Jays scores. And, and that's a concern about Barri- uh, Barrios, too. Uh, Barrios. Yeah. About what happened in the opener. Now, is that a combination of who they played with the Rangers? Because the Rangers are going to be bad again pitching. I think we all can anticipate that. Mm-hmm. And they are, their offense is good. But at the same time, I mean, this, this Blue Jays offense can just break against anybody. It should be high-scoring series like it was last yeah, year. I like was Manoa, 11, though. 11-8 head-to-head last year, by the way. Manoa was good. Teams, but that's okay. Yep. Yeah, and if the, and what do you want to do with Tayo? That's another question. And like, the, like the Red Sox and Tigers. Tigers should have been swept. Had the comeback win to win their first game. Uh, and, and Waka goes for Boston. Well, by and the Waka, way, Waka was bad. That has been bad. It's something to watch with the White Sox because they were uh, – on the road in Detroit, and Cease was very good. Yes. And uh, Kopech was also strong. Mm-hmm. Um, pay attention to what their numbers are in the next start with Cease and with Kopech. Uh, I thought Cease was lights out, in fact, in the early work that he got. So he was a dark horse Cy Young candidate to begin the season. I mean, he was 20-1 to 1 to win the Cy Young in the American League. We talked about last yeah. week, we liked the kid, but I can't bet 20-1. to 1. And and by the way, uh, one more thing on the Guardians game. I, I don't mind them plus 102 today either. Savale's on the mound against Hernandez. I think plus money with uh, Cleveland might be a look okay. for, for me as well. I haven't bet it yet, but uh, I could go down that yep. path. Good series, too, with the Mets and Phillies. Now, that's the same thing with the Mets. Good start. You take three out of four against the Nats, but I would say the Nats, yeah, yeah. they're going to have a long year. Okay, For sure. Uh, but a good job by the Mets taking three out of four. And now they take on Philly, and Philly took two out of three against the A's. Couldn't get any offense going yesterday, uh, but that could be a good series. And uh, I have to look at your guy Suarez is going. He is going today. You, you, high on him. Yeah, he's leaning a dollar fifty. I was right. hoping the number was going to be a little bit lower than that today, but uh, I still might get on board. Yeah. And the Angels lost three out of four at home to the Astros, and they, again the Astros own them since they they came into the AL West. How about what happened here with our thirteen run pool? Oh, this is great. Can you believe this? Okay, the Astros. Scored 13 runs and then were shut out the following day. They crossed up so, both of them. Yes, they did. So William Hill updated it. They are now seven to one. 
to be the first team to cross off every zero through 13. Yeah. They've already uh, done zero and 13. That team's got to score zero through 13. Right. And then it goes like six, seven weeks normally. Happens back to back. That's huge. Oh, and yeah. now they have to be the favorites to win that pool. Yeah. By the way, it's not only William Hill for people asking about this. I think DraftKings was doing this to begin the season. Oh, great. Uh, so it's going to be available in more jurisdictions. And, but, and, and William Hill told you as soon as it ends, they'll put it up again. Right? Yeah, right. They're going to cycle through good. as many times as possible. Yeah. Good. Astros are 7-1. to one. Blue Jays are 10. Cardinals, White Sox, Phillies, 14. Okay, so when will the Blue Jays cross off the shutout and one run in a game? Yeah, I know. Maybe I, I know. I'm with you on that one. When do they get Cole in this series? Well, it's a possibility to go out there and strike go, out 10 well, and shut him down. He would, go, he would go Wednesday, I believe, right? I think, I think it would be Wednesday, yeah. Okay. Yep. But that's, 13 and then shut out. How about well, that? The, so the Astros offense one. is really good again. Mm-hmm. And then you get that 13, which is actually certainly possible with a team like that. But then they get shut out. Terrible start by the Angels. Bad start by the uh, Diamondbacks. Do- Dodgers lose that series, didn't oh, they? Oh, they did, yeah. They lost two out of three in what cores. You, I didn't see this. What do you think the Rockies yeah. were on the series price? Yeah, good call. Okay, that. Right. So bad start for L.A. And again, g- kudos to uh, the Cubs. Because they, they could have swept, could have, would have, should have, I know, against the Brewers. But they basically got to Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta. And we made the case that those are the three best pitchers in that division. Their rotation is one of the best in all of Major League Baseball. And uh, all three guys looked extremely shaky at best. I'll tell you who could be an over team. Also, St. Louis. Until they get healthy with the pitching. But they that, that might be worth a look with their team total on a nightly basis also. Hudson's they going can today. Oh, they can hit. Yeah, Arenado's off hit. to a great start. Yep. Don't forget about that guy. Yep. Yeah, and That's uh, true. Hudson, big favorite today though, dollar ninety in that game. So, but it's uh you know full card today, A's and Rays. It's just the, the, the Rays organization again. I, I get it. It's the Orioles, but no, but that's what you're supposed they, they, to do. They, yeah, I know, but they had a high win total to begin the what year. Supposed to it do makes it. sense. Beat them fifteen, fifteen in a row now in twenty-one to twenty-two. And by the way, they just called up one of their already. They said, let's go to the. Let's go to the minors. They're calling up one of their better prospects already to join them here at the big leagues. Did you watch a kid from Cincinnati? Didn't that kid go yesterday? He throws 105. Did he get in there? What's his name? Green or whatever? Well, Hunter Green? Yeah. Did he go? Did he get in there? So yeah, he got, what did he do? He went, ah, so so mixed bag. Okay. No, no, five innings. Yeah. Right? Seven strikeouts. Three runs. Yeah. And that is certainly something for him to watch. Strikeout props. Right. Because it wasn't exactly that high yesterday, but five innings, seven strikeouts. He's got a ton of potential. That was another one. Kyle Wright for the Braves was really good. Six innings, scoreless ball. Another guy you might want to jot down, keep your eyes on early season here in MLB. You got to love the early season stuff, don't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, how about Buxton for the Twins now? Did you see his Upper one tank. home run? Upper tank. Oh, my God. Yeah, crushed it. Because you could bet on players to have the longest home run. Yeah. Uh, Stanton went 440. Oh, that's, um, that's typical. That's right. Yeah, that's not. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, follow the money here on VSIN. Up next, we'll grade NBA win totals. Uh, of course, one win total came down to the final day of the regular season, and the team decided to sit two of their better players. Details next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Welcome back. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of 62000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter, 21 only. See DraftKings.com for details. Rex Hogger joins us now, golf channel and a golf writer, to 
recap the Masters and look ahead. Appreciate the time, sir. Can we start with your tweet about Tiger and what he said afterwards about trying to put this in perspective and to finish the Masters in play? Uh, yeah, he doesn't get nostalgic very often. Even at his Hall of Fame induction ceremony a few weeks ago, he, he wanted to talk about a specific time in his life, but he, he really doesn't look back and put things into perspective. He, he did it a little bit in 2019 when he won the Masters because I think he realized that was he climbed, he'd gotten back up to the top of the mountain. But he was asked yesterday, and he ended up tying for 48th place and ended up shooting his worst two rounds ever to finish up in the weekend. But how this compared as far as career achievement mm-hmm. to all of the other things he's done. And he said, without winning, absolutely. This is one of his greatest career achievements. And I think we probably talked about it all week long, that if you wanted to put any kind of expectations on Tiger Woods whatsoever, I felt like 72 holes was probably the best thing you could possibly say. If he mm-hmm. could just make the cut and remain upright and get around that golf course after everything he's been through. And I found it fascinating that he was willing to go there, that he was willing to admit that yes, after everything I've done and all the work I've had to put in to get back, this is one of my greatest career achievements. Yeah, I also liked it after uh, Sunday's round, he was being as realistic as possible when he said, I'm not going to be a full-time player anymore. He's unsure about the PGA, mm-hmm. but he sounded obviously super excited to go play St. Andrews. And he's like, yeah, you can book me for that one. I'm going to go play the Open Championship. I think that one's always on everyone's radar, too. That one was pretty easy. He's won two Opens mm-hmm. at St. Andrews, the home of golf. Uh, it's a flat golf course. Now he can get some nasty weather, and as we've now seen, that the, the leg, the back, the body doesn't hold up very well when it's cold and rainy. But it, or he could end up on the good side of the draw. And I, I'm not saying we, we had this debate last night on our podcast. I don't know that I'm willing to go. Okay, what I saw this weekend leads me to believe that somehow he can contend again in a major or even a PGA Tour event. But he can certainly play in a PGA Tour event or a major championship, and he can make the cut. And I think there was enough. He had solid shots. There was, you know, some sprinkles of good play in between there. So I, I don't know where the expectations go from here. But, yeah, I, I think St. Andrews is a really good choice looking forward. Yep, no doubt. Okay, so uh, Dustin Johnson's run in 2020 comes to mind. He was blistering hot for a long stretch uh, during the pandemic. But I don't know if he was as hot then as Scotty Scheffler is right now. This stretch is just incredible. Can you... Like, when's the last time that you can recall maybe a non-Tiger golfer being this hot? Yeah, it's four of his last six, I think, he's won oh. uh, on the PGA Tour, which is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the major caps that off. I, I guess if I was going to compare one, I'd say 2015, Jordan Spieth. If you look at what he did that year, he was, I, I think, a playoff and kind of some, some sloppy bogeys late at the PGA Championship away from winning the single season. Grand Slam. We talk in, you know, in references to career Grand Slams, which Rory's trying to win at the Masters. But when you think about what he was able to do that season, really specifically in the majors, that, that that's pretty good. I would compare that. We were surprised by his comp, Scheffler's comments afterwards that that he was crying like a baby the morning of and didn't know if he had it in him. I can't believe that, considering what the run he's been on. That was the look. If I could put the look on my face in the media center when he said that, what you just said is sort of exactly how I was feeling. Because here's a player, and, and I like Scotty Scheffler a lot. He is clearly a, a really good kid. And, and anyone who's around him will tell you his work ethic, his uh, genuine as a person. The part that got me was he doesn't show any emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I yeah. never saw him. I guess the example I would give was late Saturday afternoon on the 18th hole, probably the worst swing of the week. And you felt like, okay, the nerves are catching up to him. He puts it in the trees. He has to take a drop. And yet, 
you never saw him get antsy. You never saw any kind of emotion one way or the other. He always seemed to have that sort of that flat line. And so for him to throw the idea out there that he's in the fetal position on Sunday morning, crying like a baby, that's a direct quote. And his wife has to sort of snap him out of it and talk him into, you're Scotty Scheffler. Go out and just be Scotty Scheffler. That was fascinating to me. And it's a, it's a testament to what this tournament means to not just young players, but players from Texas. I, I kind of wrote last night the connection between Augusta National and Texans. It, it goes back now to the very beginning when, when uh, Byron Nelson won the fourth mm-hmm. Masters. And I, I think there is sort of a seed in there. There, there is a connection that, that you can't ignore. And, and he certainly felt it yesterday morning. Rex Hoggard, our guest from the Golf Channel. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. So fast forward now a month, Rex, to the PGA. I mean, it's easy to say now that, uh, yeah, well, you're going to like Scotty to win the PGA Championship with how hot he is. I don't know if like this level is sustainable throughout the entire summer. It seems unlikely. But along with Scotty, like who would you look at based on what we saw, you know, this weekend at the Masters and maybe some previous rounds this year on uh, guys to look at to maybe win that event? I don't want to be too dismissive of what Rory did yesterday at final round 64, and it's the lowest round ever, uh, final round at the Masters. And I, I, I realized that he came in to Sunday's round, 10 strokes off the lead. It, there was no pressure. And when you talk about Rory in the Masters, there's always going to be pressure to try to get the first green jacket and complete the career grand slam. So, I, again, I don't want to be dismissive because it was a, a wonderful round. But the fact of the matter is he was freewheeling. He knew he didn't have much of a chance. That being said, everything that I saw from Rory yesterday and to a certain extent on Saturday leads me to believe that he should be the favorite going into Southern Hills. It's going to be the type of golf course where Rory, when he's hitting the driver like that and he's aiming at pins, is very, very difficult to beat. And he's certainly in a position in his career right now where he can go into a PGA Championship because he's won that event and he can freewheel it like we saw on Sunday at the Masters. So outside of Scotty, I think Rory would be the guy I would watch. Okay. What what do you personally do with Brooks Kepka oh. moving forward? I've always been in the mindset and I think I've said this numerous times that whenever Brooks isn't playing his best, I always kind of default to the idea that let's have this conversation in July after the Open Championship, after the major championships are all completed and if he has still struggled then yes, we have a problem because we've seen him time and time again flip that switch. We know that those four major championships mean the most to him and that he's probably going to be a little indifferent, to put it nicely, at other events. I mean, he always says that I want to win the Grand Slam event. So I I was a a little dismissive of the idea that, okay, we need to be worried about what he's doing going into the major championship season. Now that I've seen him play the Masters and missing the cut, and it it seems to me that his game – is off specifically is putting. I don't know that I'm. I have that level of confidence that he's going to be able to flip the switch. Now I, I think Jim, a lot like Rory, you would think Southern Hills would be a perfect place for him. You would think that Brookline, where the U.S. Open is going to be in June, would be a good spot for Brooks Kepka when his game is on. But his game just isn't on right now. Yes. How about Cam? Cam Smith, I guess you know, didn't play well Friday and yesterday, and still finished tied for third. And Cam Smith, you can go back to the beginning of the season. I mean, he's been on maybe not a run like Scotty, but he beat then world number one, John Rahm, in, in Hawaii to start the year. And then he wins the player championship, which is the deepest field in golf. And it was a marathon with the Monday finish. And so he's on quite a run as well. If there's one thing that concerns me, and this goes back to last year during the playoff. And in the first playoff event, 
he got me went to extra holes with Tony Finau, and he gets a little worrisome with the driver late when the pressure yes. comes. And we saw that last year, and we certainly saw it on Sunday at Augusta. And Augusta is not the most difficult driving contest. So now fast forward to Southern Hills, where there well, it will be a difficult driving contest. And certainly Brookline, where you know you'll have to drive the ball very well to be able to contend. So there is a level of concern when it comes to Cam Smith. Uh, you can follow Rex on Twitter. He's at Rex Hoggard, GC, works for the Golf Channel. Uh, thanks so much the day after the Masters for joining us, Rex. We appreciate the time. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yep. Thank you. Be good. Okay, so I was tracking this, too, with the PGA. I was looking at Cam Smith for yeah. that event. Okay. So DraftKings had him at 35-1. to 1. I think it was yesterday morning. He's 18-1 to 1 right now for the PGA. And he was 35-1. to 1. I always like looking ahead to this sure. stuff. I did not sure. bet him. Um, it was 27 to one out here in Las Vegas. Looked at it, didn't bet it. And now of course that number is, uh, yep. good tweets too. Fun. As far as the question you posed earlier about, did you enjoy it? If you didn't have a ticket on uh Scheffler, but, uh, with matchups, head to heads, props, everything else that was available. It was, uh, it was, it was tough though with it. The guy, you have a yes, no prop up after two days, right? The five well, shot. But again, that's the, the beauty of. Betting top fives, top tens, top twenties, right? Betting the round by round matchups. Betting, I'll tell you one tip that um, any Jeff Seeley nailed out of the park. I got Cam Smith top Aussie at even money. Oh yes, that should have been a limit bet. You see Adam Scott? Or oh, key, that should have been a kiosk bet. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yep. you're right. The other one, everyone's right too about Rory. Uh, when you're out of it, oh yeah, he's done that. How many times has he done that? What you're going to say about Adam Scott? It's ter- yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, no, it was no good. Where he was at, yeah. But yeah, Rory's done that several times. Like, the pressure's off, he's way back, and then he's unbelievable on Sunday. Of course, yeah. Eh, he's got a little, you think for five seconds he's got a shot. DJ with the bogey on 18 uh-huh. meant that if you bet him top 10, it was no good. That was a, a punch to the stomach. The Rory chip in on 18, that settled a prop. That Decided did. Decided a prop. Yep. Um, Lowest score. Morikawa with the chip, that meant... He then finished in the top five, and then also kicked out Zalatoris and Corey Connors for top five betters. Mm-hmm. That's rough. Mm-hmm. Both well, chip-ins came in same time. Yep, hole in one cashes again. That happened early. That happened right away, it was right? On sixteen, I believe. That also was yep. Cross that one off the there board right away. Yep. But the 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 the, the winning score, he four putted. Oh God. So now that went under instead of well, I'm going to screw, screw this up probably. It was two seventy-seven and a half. He doubled. He d- oh yeah. How he about doubled. that prop? Yeah. So with the, with the guy, with the with the winner have a double on eighteen. What was yeah. that price? Oh. Astronomical, I'm guessing. Uh, we'll recap all the betting action from the weekend with win some, lose some next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury: the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 